Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Elisa Unfiltered. Today is such a cool day because my guest is none other than my longtime best friend, Amber Stratton. On a personal side, her and I have been connected for many, many years. She is a comedian. Like, oh my God, she's so funny and makes me laugh all the time. She's also one of my spiritual teachers, and that's why I'm so excited to have her as a guest today. She does have a wicked bio that I'm about to read out for you. So, Amber Stratton, she is a co-founder and owner of Pure Yoga and Pure Kitchen Ottawa. Amber has successfully built a brand that is known to Ottawa as not just a yoga studio and restaurant, but a lifestyle. Pure Yoga first opened their doors in 2012, and in just five and a half years, Pure has grown into four studios and soon to be three Pure Kitchen vegetarian restaurants. Pure Yoga has recently expanded to Liberty Village in Toronto and has built a successful online yoga studio, Pure Online. Amber's newest venture includes Ottawa's hottest new bar and lounge, Charlotte, which opened in October 2017. And quickly following that, she co-opened a women's clothing store called Tallow in December. As a yoga teacher, Amber is in her 11th year of teaching and has over a thousand hours of yoga teacher training in classical Hatha yoga and Vinyasa yoga. She has been the lead in Pure Yoga Ottawa's 200-hour teacher training since 2015, and Amber started leading yoga retreats in 2016 and has four retreats this upcoming year with destinations including Costa Rica and Italy. If any of you guys remember, I was at one of the Costa Rica retreats. It was amazing. (laughs) Amber was named one of Ottawa's top 40 under 40 in 2014. She has been named top yoga instructor in Ottawa three times and has been a brand ambassador for Lululemon since 2007. Amber was a keynote speaker in 2015 at Queen's University Women in Leadership Conference and as an expert on branding, a keynote speaker at the Ottawa Business Journal 2016 CHEO Talks. And this year at Ottawa's University's Women Aspire Conference. Holy cow. So Pure Yoga has been named Best Yoga Studio four times, and in 2016, Pure Kitchen won the B.O.B. Awards for Best New Business of the Year. Holy cow, what a bio. I'm so proud of my friend. Wow. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Okay. Amber, hi. Uh, Hi. um, (laughs) Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So for those of you guys that are listening, I'm actually at Amber's house today. She's welcomed me into her home. And one of my favorite things, I mean, we just talked about that long list of her bio. She's accomplished so much. But one of my favorite things about Amber is that we've been friends for 25 years. I think longer. 
It might. Well, I feel like I met you in 1991. I feel like it was 91. So I was 10. And I'm now 36. Could have been 1990. Isn't that 26 years? Oh, shoot. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is 26 years. Okay, good for me. I, I'm, on a, on a, I'm, I'm on the ball here. Well, yeah. Okay, so 26 years. That um, is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. cool. A lot's happened. Lots has happened. <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, um, I talk about you all the time in, in uh, my podcast because you're one of my most influential friends. You're very inspirational to me. You've given me amazing opportunity. You're a teacher from actually from day one of meeting you. I've been, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you like saved my life back in the day, and I'll never be able to repay you for that. It's, uh, yeah, you were like a friend to me when no one in the world was a friend. Well, I, yeah. Do you I, remember I that? didn't like physically like save your life. Like you were dying. But. No, but but you did in a spiritual, spiritual way, I guess, which is, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, that has been a driving force in your life and now you're a yoga teacher. I am, yeah. Yes, and you've done all these amazing things. So let's start from the beginning. Um, I want to hear your story. Tell everyone your story. Do I start from when we met in grade six? Because that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> now let's start from, you know, the point where you decided to follow your dreams and become a businesswoman, a leader um, in yoga, and to follow your heart. I'll definitely say I don't know if that's what I knew that I was deciding to do when, when you say, like, a businesswoman. I'm like, mm-hmm. like I wasn't like, I'm going to go and do this, be business um I def I uh in my 20s I I definitely did not know what I wanted to do specifically Mm -hmm. uh I knew that I was really interested in health and wellness and I always had been so at some point I made a commitment to myself to just keep learning because I didn't know what I wanted to do specifically so that was my commitment and whether I I failed at stuff I didn't really care I just said you know what I'm going to try this. I'm going to scratch off my list. If I don't like it, and then I'll move on. Yeah. And then I could kind of just put it aside in my mind. Okay, cool. I, I really want to do this. I do it. It doesn't work. I put it aside. I move on. I move on to the next thing. And I never, I never really felt bad about doing that. Um, I didn't go to uh, university or college. I, but actually I did for five minutes go to university. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. For yeah, for five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Literally, everyone says, oh, it's not for everybody. And I always thought that was just a cop-out. Like, people would just say that to get out of... Like, I was probably one of the people saying it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I was going to go. And I went, and I was like, okay, no, you're right. University is not for everybody. Um, so I just... I was kind of just trying things, and I was always working in the service industry. The one thing I will say that I was always doing is I was always working really hard. I, from a young age, started working probably when I was 14, and to, to this day, I always had four or five jobs in my 20s. I was bartending yeah. five or six nights a week, and then when I started teaching yoga, I was teaching almost right away 16 classes a week, so I was, I was, I worked hard. I worked maybe too much. I yeah. never took a day off. I was kind of obsessed with working. I didn't understand, like why somebody needed a day off. Someone would say, well, you should have a day off. And I, I would say, well, I only teach one class on Sunday. Yep. Like, I'm, yep. that's kind of like, it's an hour. Like, it's a day off. <laughs> I can really resonate with that, though. Like, that's <laughs> definitely, uh, yeah, it's interesting. 
Yeah, and you don't really realize how much those types of qualities as an entrepreneur are extremely important because you always are working and you have to work really hard and you have to really like working and I think also working with people Mm -hmm. sounds pretty obvious. You also really have to like people. (laughs) True. Yeah. So I, uh, I completed my yoga teacher training when I was 26. So I've been teaching for, I taught, I started teaching immediately after. I've been teaching for 11 years. Amazing. So that uh, really quickly became, uh, I mean, was a passion for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always, I've always done different kinds of movement and yoga started kind of becoming more of a complement towards to the other types of movement that I was doing and then I felt obviously deeper into the practice. Mm-hmm. And when I was 30, maybe 31, I can't remember, I think 30, I kind of started thinking about opening my own studio. And it was never something that I had really that I had really thought about before. It was just kind of starting to look around at um, I, I, everything that I do in business is always based on what I want. Yep. You might think that sounds selfish, and I don't mean like I want this like thing. It's I, I'm I see myself as the consumer mm-hmm. is more is the way. So I don't see it as selfish at all. I've, yeah. I I've talked about this too. It's more selfful. You're thinking about what's going to serve in your best interest and and it it's yeah i i don't yeah. see it as selfish and not even like um in my best interest but as a consumer i i see things i love to travel i love drawing inspiration from different places that i travel i love mm-hmm. going to california those of you who know me know that yeah and every time i go i'm, I'm just like oh my god this is so amazing this is so amazing i yeah. i want to see this in my city too cool and so the kind of driving force behind that is well, if I'm so obsessed with this and I want to this, see this so much in our city, I'm sure somebody else does too. Of course. And and I think it's kind of a, a more authentic way to go about business because it, it truly is coming from something that I love. I'm not looking out going like, what do people want to buy? Yeah. I'm looking at what do I want to see in our community? What's missing for me to, to like fill my life of? Right, so you're like sharing your passion in that way. Yeah, and that's where Pure Yoga came into play, where I wanted to just kind of have a studio that was, and this is, there's a different studio for everybody, so I always want to be really clear, like, it's just, it's everyone has a different studio, and I encourage people to go to other studios when maybe our studio is not for them, it's totally fine, but I wanted to create an environment that, a little more heavily customer service-based, just being from the years in the service industry. Yep. A little more kind of east meets west. So yes, it's yoga, but no, we didn't grow up in India. And so bringing that culture, that eastern culture into the west, and what does that look like for for us? Because mm-hmm. we are a different culture. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so we, um, we did that. And then Pure Kitchen was just something I felt was really again a hole in the market here and yeah. it wasn't based on I mean I knew everybody was going to love it <laughs> but I knew how much I was craving that and, it, and how amazing I could just see it in my mind that we are going to open this and it's going to be awesome yeah so for those of you guys listening Pure Kitchen is a 
vegetarian restaurant. However, it is vegan based. So if you are a vegan, you can eat every single thing on the menu. Um, it is very popular. It is such delicious food, such a well thought out menu um, that it's very balanced and, and nutritious. But there's also some, you know, some French fries if you want French fries. It's yes. very balanced. <laughs> it, is, it is very balanced. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of my story, and we've now been in business for Pure Yoga Westboro was our first location. We're actually six uh, in March, if, um, this March of 2019, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's March now, I guess. Yeah. And uh, since then, we've opened, we have a total of three studios in Ottawa, two restaurants, uh, soon to be three opening Pure Kitchen in Canada, and one yoga studio in Liberty Village in Toronto. It's amazing. So I actually got into yoga. You were a yoga teacher for years and years. And my very first real class that I ever went to was when you guys opened the first studio. And I, I actually felt like I belong there. That was, I felt like there was a place for me because there's like a stigma or at least there was six there's years still, ago. There still is. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just felt like at home, I felt like I had a, a great workout. I finally connected to myself for 60 minutes. It allowed me to be myself and not have to be the best person in the room or the strongest or the fittest. It was just a really great practice. And I started going on the regular ever since. Like it really inspired me. And I think that Pure does that in on the yoga side and as well as on the, the Pure Kitchen side and all these businesses there's a really strong sense of community. So speak to that. Like how have, do you feel that your personality and your vision and your goals has created such a strong community? How do I feel that it's created such a strong community? I mean, bringing like-minded people together is, is, I mean, one great thing to start and everybody wants to be a part of, of something. And I think to be a part of something that's so, based on a more way of, a more mindful way of living mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with like-minded people and you hear that saying all the time that you are most like the five people that you surround yourself with most yeah so you start surrounding yourself with more and more positive people positive energy people who are making healthy choices and we all know that you're only going to be the best in the rest of your life when you're taking care of yourself Yes. Mentally, physically, energetically. And so bringing all this together into one lifestyle. Like I feel like pure kitchen, pure yoga was the start, but I felt like we almost needed pure kitchen to kind of, I don't want to say complete because there could be more under the same umbrella, but to complement the lifestyle. Yeah. So yes, you're taking care of your physical body. You're taking care of your mind. But then everything that you put into your body needs to be a complement to that. Absolutely. The community, I, I think I kind of like stuttered when you said that. Because when I think of our community, it's, I find it so overwhelming in a good way. Because I can't fucking believe it. Like, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like sometimes I, I see people I've known for years and then they're like, oh my gosh. Like, it's so amazing what you've done. And I'm just like, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it, it's really powerful. It's very and it's all and it's all positive. Yes. It's all it's all like good stuff. It really is. And and like you said, so many people are gravitating towards us. And like it happened pretty fast. Like you and Jen with Pure Yoga, like you guys um, are 
very unique in the sense that you truly do lead with your heart and you lead by example. And like you said, people just absolutely were craving that in this city. Yeah, it's like we just pressed go. Yeah. And and it's just, for, for me, uh, the coolest thing with the yoga studio is just creating a space where people can truly come to transform, to grow, to learn yeah. or to have a conversation with yourself is really how I see like your yoga practice. Yeah. Like when you said you, you came and you felt comfortable and you didn't feel judged and you felt strong, but you weren't the strongest person in the room and it was okay. Yeah. And it's just this quiet time to move your body. And it is a conversation with yourself, which mm-hmm. we all should be having really. And anyone who's done any therapy knows that you usually just get the answers by talking. <laughs> so it's like a silent conversation with self and then, uh, you know, taking it off of your mat and being able to complement it with something like your, like the food that you're eating, which has an impact on how you feel. Absolutely. So let's talk about the business side because that wasn't necessarily your strength when this all happened and it's evolved into into something that you're very good at. So so what were some of your biggest challenges there when actually making that decision to um, start a business and quickly shooting up into one of the most popular yoga studios in the city? Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people feel this and I always, I love being part of events that involve uh, high school students or university students because people have an idea and I, and I, we, we didn't know where to start. That's the thing. You have the idea, you know what it wants to look like. We had the vision. And I think that for me personally, my biggest strength is, is vision in a lot of the concepts that I've been involved with. I can just see it. I know what it wants and needs to look like. I know the branding needs to be like, what the schedule needs to be like. And those are kind of my strengths. The small little details are definitely not, I'm not interested in doing the little kind of things behind the scenes that 100% need to happen for everything to operate smoothly. I think the biggest strength for anyone is I want to do this and what do what do we do? So Jen and I literally decided we want to do this and then we were like, okay, now what? Yeah. And Jen said, we got to buy a book. <laughs> and I was like, what book? And she's like, it's just a notebook. And I'm like, okay. And we just, we need to find that book. It's somewhere. So we bought a book and we just, we got the book. Now we're sitting at home with the book and we're like, now what? (laughs) Now we just start writing things in the book. I think it was my brother actually that said to me, just anytime you have an idea, write it down. It doesn't matter if it doesn't feel like it's relevant at the point. So I said, okay, I want the walls to be turquoise. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to start writing the class styles that I want, even though it's like, we're so far from making a schedule. Mm-hmm. I just, if I felt like being creative and writing class descriptions, yeah, I did it, even though we wouldn't be open for another eight months. I just, so we started filling this book with ideas. And then, of course, we got some professional advice. Okay. There's someone to kind of help to guide us as to what actually is the next step. And it's, and you really feel, and I, I always let people know I have no business background. I, there's a, and there's a really big difference between going to school for business and running a business. Sure. It's like just because you read the book 
doesn't mean that you're going to be good at it or you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. So all of those things can be learned. And how did you know you could do it? I think I just kind of looked around at all the people that are running businesses and thought like, oh, those people can do it. I sure as hell can. (laughs) Like everywhere. There's people running businesses everywhere. For sure. And not everybody's doing a good job. And uh, one of my biggest things that I realized I've learned is because I had so many jobs, I literally probably worked in 25 different bars and restaurants. Like I was, it was almost like a running joke for people who knew me because of course a new place opened and of course I somehow got in there and was behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, It was like, oh, you work here too? I was like, yeah, I work here too now. (laughs) But I learned so much from the people I worked for. I, I watched and I observed. I wasn't at the time taking notes, but I was taking notes. I was having my experience and it's so valuable. You learn so much from working for different people and you looking back, I know who my favorite people were to work for and Mm. how they treated their staff and how they treated their customers and how they ran their business. And I took so much of that with me. Yeah. It's like the school of life almost. It is a school of life. And you got to remember the people that you didn't like working for, like sometimes you got to check yourself and be like, Hey, don't be like that. Absolutely. Okay, so I know like there are a lot of people out there that have great ideas, um, that have, that want to start their own business or they want to take that trip or they want to, whatever it is in their quote unquote book of ideas. However, there's a, there's a fear attached to that and there's something holding people back. I, I have been in that position before. I'm afraid of change. I don't like big drastic change in my life. I get scared. I get intimidated. Um, what is your advice to people? Like, what was the moment that you did press go? Like, what was the moment for you where you're like, we're doing this and we're not looking back? Yeah. Uh, I, I can almost like remember the moment and the feeling in my body on a like more like visceral level. Like I remember just being like, fuck it. Yeah. Like I would rather, who cares? What? So what? We open, it fails, we lose the money, Mm -hmm. move on. So just being really aware of how much I don't know where I got this kind of I'll call it a gift and my mom will probably say I got it from her and she probably is <laughs> I'm a, I know where you got that but I did watch my mom reinvent herself almost we moved around a lot when I was younger yeah and I my mom reinvented herself and she was never afraid to do it it was just like I'm doing this now and it's gonna be amazing and it always was amazing so definitely observing that as a kid starts to sink in and rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I mean, also another gift is not giving a shit what people think about you. Yeah. Like, and, I, I, and then one more gift, <laughs> so gifted, <laughs> is, and it's kind of funny because I don't even notice. Like, I am like, uh, Kai, I just said to you before we started this, like, I'm kind of like living in my own world in a yeah. good way. Uh, I have Jen beside me being like, Amber, like those people are talking about you. And I'm like, no way. (laughs) What? Like, no, they're not. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm just like doing me fully. And I, I always tell people like, wouldn't you rather imagine spending your whole life, my whole life, this still to this day, I was still saying, Oh, I should have opened that yoga studio. Like one day I'll maybe open that yoga studio. I would just do it. And then if you fail, you can just like everything else I tried to do in my 20s that I wasn't good at, I just check off my list and move on. 
mm-hmm. and then kind of just put it to bed, put it to rest. Okay, you know what? That idea I had was was cool, but it didn't work out. And also, uh, when I think a lot of people have these kind of ideas of like of what they think they want to do or they should have done but that whole lesson about if you really wanted it you probably would have done it if you're not willing to do like all of the work that goes along with actually achieving something Mm -hmm. then you probably didn't really want it in the first place that probably goes along that that actually resonates with me on the business sense but then in just like daily decision making yeah as well like it's just such a powerful thing but you're so hard on yourself yeah you know I do. Like people, <laughs> it's like a, a really kind of funny, silly example. Like someone saying to me like, oh, you know, I really want to learn to do a handstand. It's like, well, you got to practice it every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I never feel like it. I'm like, then you probably don't really want to do it anyway. So who cares? Just it's like, you absolutely. Know, you're not, you're not going to willing to do the physical work to get there. Like people who, the people who are in the best shape are the people who exercise every day. Yeah. The people who are the fastest runners are the people that run every day. Like Yep. All of those things. And then you think you want to be the person that's in good shape, but you don't want to work out. So, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I remember actually last summer, you you said you wanted to... Was it last summer? You're like, I want to improve my handstands. Yeah. And you literally practiced it like every time I was with you. I'm sure it was more than once a day, but we're... Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get there? Yeah, no, I, I mean... pretty good. Nah, not really. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's Instagrammable, so <laughs> I can probably hold it for two breaths. <laughs> I think it's pretty good from where it was to where it is now. I mean, that's just a funny example. Yeah, with the headstand comment, but it's true. Like you do, um, you do need to put work into it. Things don't come for free. Yes, yes. things don't come for free, and they don't come like easily. And you know. Nobody gets to see the behind the scenes of like what really happens. And of course there are hard times and struggles and managing people is interesting. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so in the business, the struggles, the behind the scenes, like that's something that for me, like when I think about progressing my own business, I'm a one man show with what I do. I don't have any employees, but it does definitely, um, you know, it, it has crossed my mind that, you know, it's hard to deal and interact with different people. And how do you stay grounded with your vision with the behind the scenes stuff? Uh, you can get really caught up. And uh, I think as women, we are super, we can be just emotional. And I have mm-hmm. a, I, I've always been a person that wants to like help people be better and and tell people how amazing they are. And I want to take people and be like, but you're so great. You can do this and this and this and this and this. But yeah. you can't, unfortunately, do that work for people. Yeah. It's that whole thing where, you know, if we could see ourselves the way other people see us. or But we don't. It's a reality. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really love people. And I, lo- I do love working with teachers to help them to grow, to help them to develop, to help them to have more, to help them reach their goals but there's always I mean there's always struggles when you're working with people I mean you and I were just having a conversation about oh people here and in this industry and this industry and and I just said I'm like yeah but you know what the people are everywhere they are they are everywhere just because you're yoga teachers or 
spiritual leaders or whatever you call yourself and whatever industry you are in, those are the exact same people that I was serving when I was bartending. Mm-hmm. We're, like, people are the same. <laughs> it's just almost a matter of whether or not you're willing to do the work to manage your demons that we all have and if, you're, if you can do it and actually be successful at it. So do you t- make it, you take the personal out of that business side. That's something that I found was kind of, what I witnessed from the outside looking in as one of your strengths. Like people behave the way they behave, but you always have your vision of the business and you stay true to that. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to try to say there. Um, and then I got off, got off track, but that as I think it's a quality, it's a good quality to have that like empathetic kind of quality to yeah. Be compassionate towards, of course, everything that's everything is going through. But then it's this like tricky balance because at the same time you're trying to run a business. So f- for me, I cut it down to going back to my why, my always yeah. original why, and it makes it actually brings a lot of clarity. Uh, why did I open Pure Yoga in the first place? Do you want to share what that that answer is? Yeah, um, I just I wanted to create an environment with like-minded people where everybody was happy to go into work. I wanted to work with, like, just surround myself with great people. And there's and I have that. I'm so grateful. I go into work and I'm so happy to see the teacher that's on the changeover with me or the person mm-hmm. that's working at the front desk. And because we have to work and we have to make money, so mm-hmm. we may as well try to enjoy ourselves at the same time, like, you know, and, and create this environment where people want to be. That I love that. It's, it's super simple and it just sounds, it sounds super simple, but then you have to just watch along the way and listen to your gut. And, you, you know, we can always intellectualize and change like what our gut is changed. It's just, that's just what we do as humans. Mm-hmm. It's like, you feel this. Yeah. But then you think it and you go through it and you, yeah, you have this different conversation in your head, but going back and just reminding yourself, and there definitely isn't a time yet where I've looked back and say, "Oh, I didn't know it." <laughs> I did know. You did know. You did know. You did know. But you, but you talked yourself into something else. So, going back to those, that, those foundations of what, why did you do this in the first place, and and oh, and never forgetting that. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, you said the word earlier, being a woman. So you're a woman and you're <laughs> in, um, I, want, I don't want to say it's a powerful position, but you're in a, you're a business owner. You're like a CEO, you're the president, you're a co-founder, whatever, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. um, of a growing business of a brand that's, you know, spreading across the nation essentially, um, you also have the online studio. Like, there's so much happening. Do you do you feel as though there's any barriers of being a woman in this leadership role? I haven't felt it that like in the past, and I'm definitely always an advocate for men and women working together because I also have and do work with great men. Yeah, and I and I. Who, who definitely see me as how you just described me. Yeah. And uh, they don't see me as anything less. So I haven't had um, 
I think just because I'm not in a corporate world, so I never want to. I'm also like, yes, men and women, like let's work together mm-hmm. and and include each other. So I have different opinions on continuing to kind of separate us. And obviously, there are times when women just need to be with women in different environments. So that 100% happens, like just to be more open and vulnerable. So this is very situational, but generally speaking, I feel. I feel like we should continue to try to work together instead of continuing to separate ourselves. Yeah. I haven't felt that often, but I have had a few instances, yes, where I've been midway through maybe a really tough conversation and the thought has crossed my mind, which it never had before. So it's definitely not something that's in the in the front of my mind that I'm, I'm never going around being like, oh, it's because I'm a woman. Like, you'll never hear those words come to my mouth. And I think yeah. I wouldn't be where I am if I did think that way. Yeah. But I've definitely had a thought cross my mind or finished off a situation and been like, huh, that conversation would have been different if I was a man. And, mm-hmm. and, and that sucks to admit and to like, to see like, oh, you know, or. I do. I it, can relate to that as well as a woman in business. Yeah. And, and that has nothing to do with me. Right. But I think that, uh. Not all men are comfortable having a woman, quote unquote, tell them what to do. Right. Interesting. And that's that's just that's a lot of ego, right? Too. Mm-hmm. So. What do you say? <laughs> say fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So so do you pay your men and we, women equally? Oh, of course. Yeah, and you treat everybody equally based on I guess would it be experience? Would it be training? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you've been teaching for a year and you've been teaching for 12 years, it's going to be a difference, but it has nothing to do with male or female ever. Right. right. Okay. I like it. I, You know, like, because this, this, this conversation is uh, the, the women, women entrepreneurs, women in leadership is, is kind of at the forefront right now. Mm-hmm. It's being talked about a lot, and it's something that I'm really proud of, and I see myself as being equal to anybody, like... Um, it, it's it's hard to be in a position where you're where you do feel like you're being talked down to or you have your limitations and that was that was the main driving force behind that question because I mean you've sat at many podiums before and spoke to crowds of people and you're super influential and I know that some women out there don't feel like they can do that in this world. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I almost think it's like, uh, I, I definitely don't want to dismiss the fact that women are not getting paid the same as men in high-powered, like, corporate jobs, like CEOs of companies and stuff, and it's just still not equal, mm-hmm. and we're still fighting for it, Yeah, which sucks, and it's kind of like, you know, I've seen some protests where a woman's holding a sign being like I can't believe I'm it's like an older woman with a sign that says like I can't believe I'm still fucking protesting this shit like really like it's 2018 like how is this even still happening um but the fact of like to being out in front of a group of people and speaking and I don't know if it's like if that's a male female issue or if it's a more of a personal a personal issue you know in a way of like it's hard. Like that. That's that. Those things are hard. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were. They're nerve wracking and they're scary. And everyone has those doubts of like, 
why am I up here? Like, well, I, I have that. What am I doing up here? Yeah. Why, like, does anyone want to listen to me? And then you got to be like, oh, okay, this is why. Like, you're sharing your experience. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, in situations like that, I hope that I am inspiring somebody who can see themselves in me. And that's what's that's the one thing that's really cool. Whenever I've done anything with uh, high school or university students, like, I see myself in all of those kids. Yeah. Like, I know what it's like to not know what I want to do. I know what it's like to feel lost. I know... Uh, what it's like to feel stupid, like mm-hmm. to feel like I don't know anything. Uh, so it's just, that's one thing for me. I always say yes to those types of talks because I do want to share my story with people yeah. and let them know that it's okay <laughs> to not know. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, and I, and I, you definitely have a, such an, you're very empowering. I feel like I want to ask you what your superpower is, but I want to tell you what I think your superpower is. You tell me. Before <laughs> you answer, and you can agree or disagree. Okay. okay, so we kind of talked about this when we were in Costa Rica, but um, you have this like ability to bring out the best in other people. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a way, you could say it's like inspirational or motivational, but it's just like, you know, getting to know someone, taking the time to get to know somebody and then supporting them and giving them, you know, just a little boost in where they could take their life or how they can handle a certain situation. I think there's not a lot of people out there like that. So it's, uh, and it's definitely like a really cool thing. Like every time we hang out or we have like spiritual conversations I always feel like so empowered and it's like oh Amber she's using her little magic (laughs) powers on me (laughs) it's so fun yeah thanks I mean I think that actually goes back to what I was saying earlier on this I love working with people and I mean I didn't open a business my own business to be the star of my own show Mm -hmm. I opened it to have everybody be like the star of the show like I want all our teachers to be rock stars I want everybody Mm -hmm. to like just think everybody is amazing because everybody is amazing and I love working with yoga teachers to just help them see their own uniqueness and how they fit into this industry and how they're different and what their niche is and it's so important to have uh, every all the different people working together yeah but offering something really unique that's truly from them it takes a while to kind of find that voice and to maybe get the confidence but I've definitely um I've seen a lot of teachers kind of transform in our space uh because Jen and I give them the freedom to do that like we put the trust in them when they come to us and say well what do I do do I do this or this I'm like just go in there and just do whatever you do like (laughs) I hired you because I think you're good so go and be great yeah yeah I love that so like there's also a silly side (laughs) sorry we're laughing because Amber just pointed at her two dogs she has these two dogs Kingston and Weston Kingston has his head on Weston's cuddling it's so cute it is pretty cute Uh, fun fact Amber is obsessed with her dog Kingston well both of her dogs I should say if you ever uh, look at her Instagram you'll you might see a pic or two of them and the stories come up. <laughs> um, so that like brings me into my next point. Like you do have a silly side to you. 
Yeah. And, um, <laughs> like, it's not all business all the time. It is most of the time not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, how, how do you... Um, how do you balance that? Like, what is your, what is your secret recipe? Oh man, I don't have one. Okay. I think I'm just me all the time. And it's like, (laughs) I don't have like, when I sit down with people, I'm not like, okay, like this is business talk now. Business Amber is here, (laughs) arrived. I'm the same. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, I think, uh, maybe sometimes like to a fault, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super comfortable with my staff. Like I'm not, I'm not like watching them with a microscope. In fact, I'm doing the opposite. I'm like, please just do a good job. Like, yeah, you definitely give people the benefit of the doubt. You're not a micromanager in any way. Who likes to be micromanaged? Like that sucks. Does it ever? Stressful. Oh, it's just like, nobody, it's like you hired me to do this job and you don't trust me. Right. Like, thanks. (laughs) It's very interesting. And yeah, you definitely give people the benefit of the doubt. But what I also feel is some, one of your strengths is like you are able to have those hard conversations and in the business world and um, come out with it as a learning experience and take that into your next endeavor. I don't know. I've learned a lot about um, not necessarily specifics within your business, but I've learned a lot from you in how you handle some of the adversity and the challenges that you faced. Like even from like leaky pipes to from leaky pipes to, you know, renovations to staff. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You don't get far in business worrying about the little, the little shit. Like you need to really choose your battles. Mm -hmm. And if you can let, if you let every single thing, every single customer, that's not happy, which is very few. And every <laughs> single little annoying thing that happens to staff, like, get to you, you like, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put all of your energy, it's a, like, into these little things that you're stressing about, worrying about, and the big picture are really not that important. Or just burn out. Yeah. And also, like, I, and Jen and I have, a, like, the same attitude on that. Like, someone's like, oh, my God, this, this, this. And we're like, okay. Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, really? Yeah. Are we going to worry about that? Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can do. And just understanding that you can't control people. You can't change people. So instead, learn how to work with them, how we're different. Okay. So I have one final question for you here. For all the people listening that have an idea or they want to start a business or you know, they have a something that they want to do with their life or in their life. What is your biggest piece of advice? Hmm. Um, my biggest piece of it is like that's also like a gigantic like question. <laughs> yeah. I should really like find my biggest piece of advice, like write it down because people ask me this all the time. I think just being really clear on why you want to do it. I think personally, of course, there's a lot of people that have invented or maybe opened things based on what they think people want. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's really important to have passion behind it and, and really believe in your product, whatever your product is, to make sure that it's like it's really true to you because nobody understands my brand, mm-hmm. our brand, <laughs> better than we do because mm-hmm. we are our brand. Mm-hmm. And that's 
like part of its success is the authenticity behind what we're doing is all stuff we like to do. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't really mess it up when you're, when it is part of you. Yeah. But if you're trying to figure out kind of what the consumer wants, uh, it's just it, like you're playing a guessing game. Yeah, it's that like throwing darts. Yeah, exactly. So no matter what, if you're inventing a, 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 a device or something, you think it's amazing, just making sure that there's true, um, there's true like passion behind it and you, and you just really believe in it. Uh, and then getting the fear out of the way and for, it's not to say that I was never nervous or scared. Of course I was. If I, if I wasn't, it wouldn't be normal, but there was no way in hell I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So that part, depending on the individual might take some, some different kind of work, just kind of, you know, fighting those, those voices that we all have in our head. I call it like our inner narrator. Yeah. Like who showed up with you today? Yeah. And what are they saying? And those voices can really tear us down. But the cool thing about all that kind of stuff is we have we have control over it, and we can work on it. And in the society that we we are living in here in Canada or America, wherever you are, we've we have all these tools that yeah. can help us um, and guide us on that path to being more self aware and and getting clear. And there's so much information out there. But you have to be, again, like willing to do the work. So, yeah. Hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. No, I think that's great. I love it. I love it. Well, Amber, thank you for sharing this space with us and thank for you. telling your story. Um, I hope to have you back on the show again. There's so many topics that like we can talk about. So many topics. So Me many topics. Lisa are always having topics. Yeah, we're always having topics. And uh, this is a great little intro into who you are and... I know everyone listening is going to fall in love with you if they don't already know who you are. Um, And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. (laughs) Until next time, Amber. Bye. Okay, so that's all for today. Oh, my gosh, I freaking love that girl. Amber, thank you so much. And if you loved this podcast, I would love for you to engage with me on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this episode. It will help others find me and will help to spread the good vibes into the world. So thank you all so, so much for listening. Have a lovely day. Until next time.